Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Test this beautiful morning. Lord, I thirst to know you better and better. I am delighted like David this morning to come into your presence because it is a great privilege to worship you, to give you glory and honor because you are my Father, you are my God and my King. Father, be glorified forevermore because you are the rock of ages. You are the hope of the whole world. Scripture says all the nations will put their hope and their trust in you. Thank you, Lord, because you are the one who is from everlasting to everlasting, O God. When all this is said and done, Lord, you will still be here. And so Scripture says that you are the Alpha, the Omega. We worship you again this morning. We know that you are good. We know that you are kind. We worship you because you are love itself. Father, be glorified in the precious name of Jesus. This morning, we declare that you are the one who is sovereign. Your sovereignty is over everything you created. Scripture says that they will bow before you. We bow our knees. We bow our hearts before you, precious Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. As we read our Bibles again this morning, Lord, we ask for understanding. We ask for wisdom in your word. We ask that you will speak to us once again and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Aenike. So we continue our, our study and reading, commenting on the New Testament. We are currently in the book of Romans. If you remember, yesterday we stopped on Romans chapter 6. Quite an interesting chapter. I don't know about you, but chapter 5 and chapter 6 of the book of Romans, they bless me every time I read it. Paul makes clear, okay? The, the work of grace is very different. Yes, God rots it through one man, Christ Jesus, is very different from the work of sin. Sin came through one man, that is Adam. But the, 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 the result is very different. From one man's sin, sin was imputed to mankind. Now, from one man's sacrifice, righteousness can be imputed to us. So we are to be born, okay, to receive the sin imputed or to become part of the sin that was we have now received in Adam. We will now we will need to be born again to become part of the righteousness that is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. It's quite an amazing read. I know that, like I said, if 
we just finished reading the book of Acts, you see how they followed Paul everywhere, attacking him, causing troubles, you know, starting riots. And one of the biggest gross they had with him was that the message of grace was giving people the right to commit sin. Because you are saying that we have been saved by grace through faith and we do not need to do any work, I mean, saving us. Not that we do not need to be holy. That is work, the work of grace. Okay? Yes. But salvation, it's not by any man's work. Okay? So that was the main, the, one of the biggest fight Paul had to explain again and again practically to every church that he stood before uh, this work of grace to save us to free us from sins let me read read the, the, the latter part of that romans chapter 6 it says for the wages of sin is death the wages that sin pays you the wages that sin the money that sin will give you is death but the free gift of god is eternal life through christ jesus our lord and I'm telling you, this would be very difficult for the average Jew to accept. You are saying that this thing is a free gift. It's a free gift. They don't need to work hard for it. It's a free gift. And it is available in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Let's read Romans chapter 7 and 8 this morning. Romans chapter 7 and 8. I trust God that it will bless you. It will bless you mightily in Jesus' name. It says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, you who are familiar with the law, don't you know that the law applies only while a person is living? You see why we need to be born again to receive the righteousness that is in Christ Jesus, you see? Because for that to happen, we will have to, first of all, partake of Christ's death. We will have to die in Christ. That is what it means to surrender your life to him. Okay? So, because we are not living anymore, the law does not apply to us. Hey! I'm sure the Jews were. This guy is crazy. He <laughs> said, don't you know that the law applies only while a person is living? The law applies only while a person is living. Paul explains it further, explains it further in verse 2. He says, for example, when a woman marries, the law binds her to her husband as long as he is alive. And as long as she is alive, right? <laughs> if, he says, but if he dies, the law of marriage no longer applies to her. Just like the law of marriage no longer applies to him if she is the one that dies. Okay? So, it is because we are still alive, it is when you're, you are still alive. <laughs> and I love when Brock Billy Akoni undoes this message. It is because you are still uh, animated, you are still alive, you are still moving. That is why the law is still applying to you. <laughs> when you are dead in Christ, buried with him through baptism, you are dead. Okay? Aha! The law. You does not apply to you. You will see that sin will lose its grip, its grip oh, literally over you. Paul says, 
the laws of marriage no longer apply to her. So while her husband is alive, she would be committing adultery if she married another man. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law and does not commit adultery when she remarries. Okay, so we get the gist. Verse 4 says, so my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. This is the point. You died. Listen, you died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. This is so, 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 so powerful. You died to the power of the law. The law has power, sincerely. If I am to be to be sincere, uh, it, is, it is fine to, to say it clearly. The law has its own power. You bought, we died to that power. The power, the, the power the law has over people to bind them. Thou shall not this, thou shall not this. We, 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 we broke that power when we died. Okay? And we are still dead. We are dead in Christ. We have died in him. We are born again. The life we now live is a life that cannot be bound by the law. If you understand the concept of what Paul is sharing and you understand his message of grace, I'm telling you, you will see that sin can never have dominion over you. Yes, sin can never have dominion over you. You realize that, look, your struggle with sin literally dies because you are now surrendered in Christ. It says the power of the law. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. And now you are united with the one who was raised from the dead. We are united with the one who was raised from the dead. As a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds for God. Why? Because the one who was raised from the dead, Christ, is the one animating us now. The one that is controlling us. It's no longer sin. The one that is moving our bodies. The one that prompts us what to do. It's no longer sin. When, pro when sin now prompts us, because we die to it, we do not respond. It's like, I'm sure you have seen a dead body before. You know, and quite a few times we see that around here in, in, here in Lagos. You know, it's a tragedy, really, sincerely, it's a tragedy. But, you know, someone can walk up to that dead body and poke it with sticks, right? <laughs> poke it with sticks and the dead body does, does not send, respond. It's gone. The soul is gone. It's dead. It's not responding to anything around here anymore. That is what happens to us when we died in Christ. We are not responding to anything around here in the world of sin anymore. We are now dead in Christ. He said because of that, we produce a harvest of good deeds for God. See, when we were controlled by, by our old nature, when we were controlled by our old nature, sinful desires were at work within us. When our old nature was the one controlling us, animating us, sinful desires you know, were alive in us. He says, sinful desires were, were at work within us. And the law aroused these evil desires that produce a harvest of sinful deeds resulting in death. 
I will explain it, how it works. You see, when there is no law to break, when there is no barrier, the human nature oftentimes stays within its limits. But the minute law enters, it is when you tell children, don't do this, that's when they want to test the limits of their boundaries, the limits of your patience. When you say, don't go out, that's when they want to go out. When you say, don't speak, that's when everybody wants to speak. That is just what the law does. The law arouses evil desires, the desire, and produces an harvest of sinful deeds resulting in death. In death. Remember that for us, we, we are aroused, we are controlled. I think that's in verse 4. Since now you are united with the one who was raised from the dead, as a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds because Christ is the now now animating is the one now animating us. What when evil sinful when sin is the one animating us, evil desires produce a harvest of sinful deeds resulting in death. Said, but now we have been released from the law, for we died to eat, we died to eat, and are no longer captives. We are no longer captive to its power. Now we can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the Spirit. We are released from the letter of the law. Does that mean that we now live lives that are just useless? It has no meaning. That's not what Paul is saying because that's what they are attacking him for. Paul says our new way of living is living in the spirit, animated by the spirit. Just imagine, I'm sure none of us have seen the Holy Spirit before, but the one animating us now is someone we can see. So we walk with him by faith. He's, he's walking in us. The Bible says the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. Hallelujah. We don't need to obey the letters of the law. Many of us, practically, when you look at our lives, they fulfill the letters of the law. Okay? But the power to fulfill it is not coming from looking at, oh, verse 6, verse six says, thou shalt not do this one. Verse 7 says, thou shalt not do this one. No, it comes from living in the Spirit. Since well then, well then, am I suggesting that the law of God is sinful? Definitely not. I'm sure that's not what he's saying. He says, am I suggesting that the law of God is simple, sinful? Of course not. In fact, it was the law that showed me my sin. It was law, the law that makes us realize what sin is. When there is no law, you don't know whether... If there's no law that nobody should go, go to the end of my clothes, for example. Of course, it's not a sin. No one has broken it. Broken it. Anyone can be walking there. But the minute they place a barrier there and then there's a signboard that says out of bound, now there's a law, right? <laughs> when you cross it, you have committed sin. You have broken the law and then you can be punished. Okay? So, Paul is not suggesting that the law of God is sinful or that it does not have any purpose. He says, of course not. In fact, it was the law that showed me my sin. I would never have known that coveting is wrong if the law had not said you must not covet. Hmm? But sin used this command to arouse all kinds of covetous desires within me. 
if there were no law, if there were no law, sin would have would not have that power. Sin used the law. It that's what Paul is telling us. Sin used the law. That's the sinful desires, the evil nature of, of that we that Adam, as it were, passed on to us. You know, when he obeyed Satan, it aroused all kinds of covetous desires. That's what happened in the Garden of Eden. The minute there was, in quotes, law, you shall not eat from the fruit of this garden, Satan entered. And then when Adam obeyed him, we received, we received this sinful nature. And then sin, sin used the commands that God gives us is law, all kinds of covetous, to arouse all kinds of covetous desires within us. And Paul is saying if there were no laws, sin would not have that power in the first place. At one time I lived without understanding the law, but when I learned the command not to covet, for instance, the power of sin came to life. Yes, the power of sin came to life. And I died. I died. So I discovered that the law, the law's command, which was supposed to bring life, brought spiritual death instead. Why? Because I am guilty. Most times you will find that you have broken a particular law. You are guilty. So you should be killed. Paul said, I died. I died. So the law that should have the law's command that was supposed to bring life brought spiritual death instead. Not because that was the fault of the law. It is the weakness of our nature. Sin took advantage. Remember, eventually it comes down to sin. And that is why the most potent, the most powerful weapon the devil has over mankind is sin and death. And what are the two things that, the two things that <laughs> Jesus defeated when he died on that cross? Sin and death. And then collected the keys of hell. All of the, the devil's weapons are gone. Hmm? All of his power over mankind is gone. He said sin took advantage of those commands and deceived me. He said, um, no, let me back up a little. He said, let me back up to, to 10 again. Says, so I discovered that the law com the Lord's command, which was supposed to bring life, brought spiritual death instead. Sin took advantage of those commands and deceived me. It used the commands, it used the commands to kill me, but still the law itself is holy. And its commands are holy and right and good. The law is holy. There's nothing wrong. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not be a false witness against your neighbor. The purpose of all of those law is love. Love for God and love for our neighbors. But we do not have the capacity. Sinful nature, human sinful nature does not have the capacity to obey the law. It's simple. So the law is holy and its commands are holy. They are right and good. But how can that be? Did the law which is good cause my death? Of course not. Sin used what was good to bring about my condemnation to death. It was sin that used what was good to bring about my condemnation to death. So we can see how terrible sin really is. It uses God's command, it uses God's good command for its own evil desires. Now let's look at struggling, struggling with sin. Say so the trouble is not with the law. That's the law is not the problem. The, the problem is the sinful the nature inside us. For for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me. 
for I am too human, a slave to sin. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. Many of us know that the law is good, but we just can't obey it. That's the problem. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. It is sin that manipulates us, that makes us do it. See, and I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. <laughs> but if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Sadly, I will have to still give account of what sin is doing in me. I have discovered this principle of life. Paul says, I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is, there is another power. There is the power of the law. There is another power, Paul says, within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave. It makes me a slave to the sin, to the sin that is still within me. It is the, evil, the sinful nature, the human nature, the Adamic nature, the old man, some version calls him, the, the, the evil desires, some version calls it you know um of the bible calls it it says it makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me oh what a miserable person i am who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death who will free me says thank god thank god thank god the answer the answer is in jesus christ our lord the answer is clear the answer it is in jesus christ our lord so you see how it is in my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave of sin. Every single human being born into this world is a slave, becomes a slave of sin. Nobody teaches us how to sin. It is, it is inherent, it is inborn, it is in us. Okay, but it's in Christ, it's in Christ. Paul says, the answer, is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So let's go to Romans. Romans chapter 8, my most powerful. And I'm not going to rush it. So we'll not finish it. We'll come and finish it tomorrow. <laughs> we'll come and finish Romans chapter 8 and we'll take 9 tomorrow. Now, Paul is going to talk about life in the spirit. Because, look, there is two power at work. There is the, the power of the law. There is the power of the sinful nature. How do I become free from, from these two power? It is life in the spirit. So Romans chapter 8 says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation for you. Eh? Because you belong to Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation for you. And because, it says, verse 2, And because you belong to him, the power of the life of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death because you belong if you understand the explanation of chapter 7 eh, which i'm sure everyone listening in this morning now understands eh? <laughs> because you now belong to jesus because you are now born again that's what we mean when we ask people to become born again 
we are not stating a cliche or or, or demonstrating one something as if we just want people to we want to embarrass people so that they will stand up and then we want to show them to everyone that oh these are the people that give their lives in church today no 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 that's what the goal we want them to declare that they now belong they now belong to Christ when they do it says and because you now belong to him that's Christ the power of the life-giving spirit the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Hmm? You are free. Eh? Declare with me this morning, I am free. Yes, I am free. The law of Moses was unable, it was unable to save us. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. The law itself was fine. It's just our sinful nature that was weak because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. God has done what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son a sacrifice for our sins. These things are as clear as ABC. Eh? God sent his own son eh? in a body like ours. So that in that body, he could declare an end to sin's control over us by Jesus dying on the cross. He said he did this so that the just requirement of the law will be fully satisfied for us. What is the just requirement of the law? The just requirement of the law says that the wages of sin is death. If you sin, you must die. So what happened? Jesus fulfilled the just requirement of the law. He died. He died for you. If you will accept it this morning, if you will accept him this morning, you are dead. You died already. <laughs> so the just requirement of the law, the payment that you should have made eh, for your sin would already have been paid for in Christ. And that's why I say when you stand before God, <laughs> the verdict is already determined. Uh -huh. not guilty why because the just requirement of the law has been paid it says he did this so that the just requirement of the law will be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature but instead follow the spirit so those who are dominated those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about about sinful things but those who are controlled by the holy spirit think about things that please the spirit so, letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. It leads to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Yes. So, we see these two power of this side, on this side, the power of the law, the power of sin, and we see the power of life in the Holy Spirit. These will be contrary one to another. But Paul is saying that you will have a choice now that you are in Christ you will be able to choose. It says, don't let, so letting the sinful nature control your mind will lead to death. But letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law and it never will. The sinful nature will never obey the law. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never, they can never please God. It's as simple as that. But you were not, but you are not controlled by your sinful nature. 
you are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. Do you have the Spirit of God living in you? I have the Spirit of God living in me. If you do, Paul says you are not controlled by your sinful nature. And remember that those who do not who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not do not belong to Him at all. It is because we belong to Him that the Holy Spirit comes to stay inside of inside of us. Says and Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. I have been made right with God. You have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Christ from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he would give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the sinful nature. You will live. My question to someone this morning, do you want to live? Yes, live by the power of the Holy Spirit. You will live for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. All who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received the Spirit that makes you fearful fearful slaves. Instead, you received, you received God's Spirit when He adopted you as His own children. Now we call him Abba Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Hallelujah. We stop there today. I am telling you, I am blessed. There is no condemnation for you. <laughs> Paul already told us earlier, sin does not have any dominion over you. Right. This morning we have learned there is a power of the law and there is a power of the sinful nature. There is also power in the spirit. Paul is enjoying us this morning. Live by the spirit. Walk in the spirit. And you will see that you will not follow the dictates of the flesh. Father, we say thank you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.